Yo, this is another episode of the Cheat Coders. My name is Raf, and I am here with one of my usual suspects, and that is Don Doing Stuff. The other guy, Nathan Blazin, is having a great time in Athens at the moment because it's his birthday weekend. So happy birthday to Nathan Blazin. But instead of him having his appearance on this show, we have a special guest. And he goes by the name of Guya, the artist formerly known as Charisma. He is a rapper artist that hails from Melbourne and is doing great things right now. So give a round of applause for him. Now let's get straight to it. So how's everyone going? Doing all right, man. Doing yeah, okay. Good. good. We're good. Been pretty, pretty swell. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's good to have it's good nice to have heat, Chris on the on the show. Man, it's so cool. Like I'm so happy to yeah, be man. a part of this one too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so good. So we'll talk about your um, album that you mm-hmm. just released, or was it an EP, whichever. Uh, um, we'll talk about that later. But firstly, let's get into the news segment. Yeah. This is the part of the show where we're just gonna give everyone some informative information about the world today and let's start off with let's start off with the screen blocking sunglasses so earlier this week this guy named Scott Brew an entrepreneur and engineer has invented sunglasses that use new film from a company called Stillcase that block the light emitted from screens such as TVs phones and laptops this allows the person wearing the glasses to see black screens instead of what's projected on them. Mm. So what do you guys thought on, thoughts on that? I think that's really cool, man. I think it's like a um, ad blocker in real life. You know, imagine, Im- yeah. imagine walking through Times Square in New York or something where there's just billboards and, and, and advertisements going on, having these sunglasses on and not seeing any, anything. Like you, that, that, would, that would be crazy because it, that... I think that would be really cool. That'd be so, yeah. I mean, It'd definitely help with the whole like anxiety and like you know crowded places thing because it can be sensory overload sometimes when you've got like ads everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Would you? Well, for me, I think it's pretty pointless <laughs> at, at the stage that it is now. I think it's pretty pointless. Like, if if you don't want to see something, then you can completely avoid it. Like, even especially if it's on TV, if you're sick of what you're seeing on the news or what's on television, just avoid it. Do something else. Like, get yourself distracted. Like, when the NBA Finals was on last uh, last year or this year, when it was the Cavs and Warriors, like, it was game. Like, I was trying to avoid spoilers scores or watching it on TV or the news yeah. because I wanted to watch it later. Yeah. I was at work. And I was really good at just avoiding shit i would avoid even people talking about it i'd avoid it yeah so i think it's more of a self-control thing in terms of that but what i'm more interested in in is this is the beginning stages of something that could lead to mm. bigger things we could end up blocking other things rather than screens you reckon it, oh, that's it, true. yeah it does it it does sound like the beginnings of um that black mirror episode and i know we always talk about black <laughs> mirror but that that black mirror episode where that woman blocks like she can, you can block the person in real Wait, life, what? and you've never nah, seen. No, I episode? mean, like I don't. I've only ever seen like one episode of Black Mirror, and that's the one where Mate, like you, you know where they um like they all give each other like ratings on social media, and that affects like your social standing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this uh, this episode of Black Mirror, they it's like Facebook basically, where you can block somebody, and in real life you can't see them. What? It's just a blur. It's just a silhouette. 
in real life. Damn. And you can't see pictures yeah. of them. And, and, and uh, you know, inversely, the other person can't see pictures of you. Huh. And they can't see your mm. face at all. So it's all just blurred out. Um, like another thing that I wanted to talk about, rather, like what it could lead to yeah. is contacts rather than glasses. So they could put the film on mm. contacts. And then probably in the future, yeah, people like parents would use it to give it to kids so they won't use technology as much you know they can't see this phone screen or television <laughs> screen get them to get outside and play outside by putting this as contacts in their eyes which would lead to another issue of parents trying to control everything that the kids see and everything so that's an interesting way <laughs> man now yeah I, I, I think I, yeah it, it looks like it'd be the beginnings of something I think they're really cool um, because you know nobody wants to see ads mm. and nobody wants to hear advertisements and all, all that stuff. But having said that, let's hear something from our sponsor. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> shoutouts to um this guy named Kuya yeah. with his uh, EP out now. Yeah. Sponsored by <laughs> but, um, Dot Kuya. Dot Kuya. Very um, technology based. Yeah, man. Um, so our next point um, is: Do you guys have any more points about this article? Nah, mm, man. Nah. We can move on to the next one. Let's talk about the, let's talk about what's happened in the U.S. with um, apparently Chinese military unit. Um, you know, they infiltrated or they hacked the U.S. Yeah. So nested on the server's mother's motherboards, the testers found a tiny microchip, not much bigger than a grain of rice, that was that wasn't a part of the board's original design. So investigators determined that the chips allowed the attackers to create a stealth doorway into any network that included the altered mm. machines. So it mainly got through the big companies like Amazon and all that. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? That's scary, yeah, man. Scary. It's, 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 it's nuts yeah, because well, if, you know, if um, Chinese organizations are doing that, I mean, a lot of the things now are built in China. Like made in China. Yeah, you that's know, what I was thinking. Like, made in China. Um, what else is there that they, you know, yeah. tampered with exactly. rather than chips? They could like, you know, the Chinese food could have something. <laughs> the toys could have something. Video games. <laughs> everything, man. China is in control low-key of this world. Yeah. <laughs> low-key. They're, they're listening to us now. They are. This, they I are reckon are this the microphone's yeah. made from China. Like, shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's the like the, the the thing with that. It's it's crazy because we don't really know what we've got. Like we buy these thousands of dollar uh, pieces of technology mm. and that we carry around with us all the time, and we don't know what's really in it. Yeah, you know, we don't we don't know. Um, and and it freaks me out a little bit when I talk to somebody about a particular topic, and then that topic comes up, you know, on my on my Google feed or on my Facebook right. feed or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, man. It's, that freaks me the hell out. Like, even if I don't search for it on Google, if I don't look it up or whatever, if I just mention the word, um, you know, say whiskey or something, mm. then that comes up. Like, ads for whiskey come up on my on my feed. I bet you, now that I've said that, there's going to be ads for whiskey <laughs> coming up on my feed. <laughs> Always yeah, listening, but it's <laughs> big brother. Yeah, always, always listening, listening man. man. But yeah, apparently, I think I think ignorance ig um, ignorance is bliss in this situation. Where you know, if you don't focus too much on 
the going-ons of what's been bugged if the world like all these conspiracy theories mm. then i guess you'll live a better yeah, life can you imagine how crazy that <laughs> would drive you if you like you know if you were living your life on edge all the time always worried about like you know who's listening to whatever you're saying or who's watching your every move you'd, you'd be like edward snowden i don't know if you know who edward snowden yeah. is he mm. was a techie who used to work for i think the fbi or the cia i can't remember mm. But yeah. he was the one who, um, uh, like, told everyone that the government was yeah, listening. Yeah, he was a whistleblower, basically. yeah. On- whistleblower, that's correct. Oh. Yeah, and they, yeah. like he, and he was on a, a news show, and he basically said, "Look, your 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 phone has a camera here, has a microphone here. We can disconnect it, and now your phone's not listening." He basically pulled yeah. the phone the phone apart just to mm-hmm. make sure. So to be. So to be real, then the U.S. can't get mad at China because they're doing the same shit. That's true. So well, that's true. <laughs> it's more touche than you know getting mad about it. So yeah, you just need to step your your conspiracy your spy theory game up. Game up. Your spy <laughs> game up. <laughs> you know? yeah. On that point, though, like my um, my girlfriend was just telling me the other day that um, she was at a design studio and she noticed that a lot of people like. Um, you know, because usually in design studios and stuff, they always use Macs and things like that. A lot of people yeah. cover their webcams when they're not using them. Have you noticed that? Like, have, have I you, do. You, you do that I too? I do that. I do mm. that. I mean, because I, I've I've grown up with technology, and in like, in high school, I had a teacher, like a, a software teacher, who was really really paranoid about security. Mm. And he drilled that home for us that he was like, you know, you need to be careful, make sure your passwords are as strong as possible, make sure you change it every three mm. months, do this. Yeah. And like, yeah, your camera could turn on um, whenever yeah. and it's just facing you the, the whole time. Um, I have friends who cover up their, their, the cameras on their phones. Mm, that too. On both ends too. Yeah. I think everyone, I think, Everyone should just get the sunglasses on their phone, <laughs> <that> <laughs> block the screens, and everything. Yeah, man. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, like whatever shit that we're doing, whoever's spying on us don't really give a fuck about it. They're we're mainly looking for particular mm. things, like crime, I guess. If you, as long as you're not doing yeah. bad shit, then. But what if? But what if you are? Fine. What if I am doing bad stuff, Ref? Oh, then. Cover your phones. <laughs> with, cover your cameras with the <laughs> with a tape. That's or it. Anybody with a covered camera is automatically suspect. <laughs> yeah. 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 You just, you just want your privacy. Yeah. No. Nah, that, yeah. That's all it is. But but yeah, I think I, I think I think this the the this hacking thing is really, really scary because where else in the world, like, I mean, they found that in the US, where else in the world has, mm. this, has it been affected? Like those machines have come from China yeah. and what other countries um, have been hacked or what other countries are being in- infiltrated by these, um, you know, these, these tiny microchips. South yeah, pretty much every single country in the every world. Every single. Everything, yeah, it's pretty much, China has in, is in control of this world and there's a billion <laughs> of them a billion of chinese people and yeah that's, I for that's one, probably it uh, i for I'm one gonna, welcome our chinese overlords 
Yes. <laughs> but, and, you know, uh, like Chinese Chinese AI is going to be the end of us. If we want to be real. Yeah, yeah. But for the, you know, for the Chinese people, I just want to give them a... <laughs> because you guys are doing well. Shout outs to all our listeners who are Chinese. <laughs> but um, let's move on to the next one. Yeah. So let's go on to the Banksy um, article. So... The headline is Artwork Shreds Itself After Purchase. Mm. Street artist Banksy rigged one of the best known works to, um, well, he rigged one of his best known works to self destruct minutes after being sold at an auction for about $1.7 million <laughs> at an auction in London. So, shortly after the bid was called, an alarm was sounded inside the frame and the painting started to shred to pieces in front of a shocked audience what do you guys thought about it i thought this was absolutely hilarious yeah and it's very it was brilliant it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it what was that it's a very banksy thing to do man like mm. um so the, the the painting was one of his iconic paintings of the girl with the heart balloon mm. yeah and um yeah i i wasn't surprised when i saw it i laughed but I wasn't surprised because he's the type of artist that likes to um, subvert expectations. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he he did this he did this thing one time where he sold his uh, pieces of art on the street. I think it was in New York somewhere or some city. Yeah. And he sold it for what twenty bucks, like next to nothing. And people, mm. you know, bought some of his stuff on the street. And I think now those pieces of art uh, would be would be worth a lot more than twenty dollars, you know. Whereas this mm, for sure. is the opposite of that, and you know people are paying you know one million pounds or one point seven million dollars, whatever um, stupid amount of mm. money um, for for this painting, and then once they've bought it, the painting shreds itself. I think that's absolutely oh. hilarious. No. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> Like I saw the footage yeah, and then you, seeing everyone's face. Oh man, that was priceless. <laughs> like, I think this is probably one of the best pranks I've ever seen. It's kind of like a big middle finger so. to all the artsy people out there mm. and being like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to rip something. It's, it's literally <laughs> ripping something in front of them. You know, <laughs> like they paid 1.7 million. But the <laughs> thing is that I think it like tripled in value because of it. it it's Hell this yeah. artwork was still going. Like as soon as it was shredding, it was still being an artwork. So now it's just this ten-year artwork in in the making, and this is truly one of the. I think this is a you know, no pun intended, pure art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. It's yeah. just like a massive is- view to like high art. <laughs> yeah, kind of like you know, re- returning returning art back to the streets. You know, because like Banksy's a street artist, so. For sure, yeah. he didn't like the didn't like the whole institute of like high art and stuff. So that's probably <laughs> that's probably why I did it. I thought it was pretty amazing too. I wonder though, do you reckon those shreddings would be worth anything? Yes, yeah. probably yes. more than yes. the painting. Absolutely yes, <laughs> absolutely yes. Yeah. Because right, so when you think of a Banksy artwork, mm. a Banksy artwork isn't necessarily just what he's painted that's it. or what he's like what he's like mm. built. Um, that 
that in itself is almost like a performance art That's piece. That's it. So if you have the frame with the shredder in it, plus the the pieces of the of the artwork, mm. that itself is something. the art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I think it comes down to what do you define as art? True. And I think that's that's the question yeah. he's trying to ask everyone. It's like, is it still art if you shred mm. it? Well, obviously, yeah, it is because people like like you guys said, it's it's worth more now that it's yeah. shredded. You know. Yeah, it's like in real life. Like you get more attention if you're shredded. <laughs> <laughs> Don would know. Uh. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you guys uh, reckon it worked? Like, do you reckon someone was in the crowd and they they set off the shredder? Or like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for it sure. It would have been remote. It would have yeah. been. I think um, one of the articles said that um, a guy in a hood was um, running off as soon as that was happening. <laughs> so I think that was someone in in the actual auction. But once yeah. the hammer went down, he just pressed the button, and then the rest is history. See, see that that in itself is a performance. Mm. Like that, you you it's it's shock um, art. It's the type where you're like, holy shit, something something just happened. That that event was the art itself mm. um yeah it was i think 2016 my brothers and i managed to get tickets to his art installation called Dismaland mm. in in the uk um it was basically a theme park of like of art installation and it was just this crazy crazy thing and he ha- he only had it uh, like limited tickets, it was only for on for one weekend, but the the fact that it was only on uh, for a limited amount of time, like it was really exclusive for people that could get the tickets and could get to this particular place in the UK at that time. Like my brothers and I were were lucky to get there at that mm. time. Like that in itself is worth a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the exclusivity and the the rarity of 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 this piece of art is what makes it more, I don't know, priceless or makes it more um, expensive, if that's mm, a, if that's yeah. a lack of a better word, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. And watch watch other artists try to do the same shit, <laughs> and then they're gonna to go too far. Like you're gonna see like an artist explode, like an art explode or something after it's been given. And there's gonna be like security in the next auction. It's gonna be like a live event. It's gonna be like. Man. Watch it! Like the whole attendance would just skyrocket because of it. Everyone's gonna be expecting some shit. Man, like someone like Jackson Pollock, who like throws paint at a canvas, mm. like you, like that's considered art. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, okay, let me put a canvas and let me chuck some shit at it. Art, <laughs> artistic. <laughs> it is. Art. It is. The way it is <laughs> well, to all artists, I just want to give you a yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah. give give you some props for doing your thing, especially Banksy. That's that's one of a hell yeah. one hell of a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, sick yeah. so that's the end of our news segment. Um, we're gonna have a quick intermission. I'm gonna play one of Charisma's new song. I mean, Kuya's new song. Um, is there any particular song you wanted to showcase for this podcast? Uh, on your um, new um, EP. I'm I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> maybe you can pick one. <laughs> What's your, right, what's your I'm favorite what's your favorite track my favorite track is the last one but mm. um i don't know i feel like maybe there'd be better songs to play 
during. Um, let's go with I Over the Hills, it. some boom bap. All right, Over the Hills. So I'm going to play Over the Hills right now. Yeah. Within my heart, the best is yet to come. I refuse to throw the towel in before I had begun. Alarm buzzing, got my head combusting, got my brain feeling like a damn inferno. I gotta hit the ground running, that's the end of discussion. Set fire to my vices, watch them burn slow. And pull the no show at my own pity party. I'm in the fight of my life, and I'm a bringing army to reclaim what is mine. I'm alive again. I once died, now it's time, and I'm dying to win. Let's go. Yeah, I can see you right over the hills. Yeah, I can see where I'm supposed to be. Where I'm supposed to be. Said I can see you right over the hills Yeah, I can see where I'm supposed to be uh-huh, uh-huh. Now I can see you right over the hills Yeah, I can see where I'm supposed to be Said I can see you right over the hills Yeah, I can see where I'm supposed to be See, I'm a slow riser And that was Over the Hills by Kuya nice The bro. artist formerly <laughs> known as Charisma Can you introduce yourself to the audience To the people who don't know your music and you as an artist hmm. um yeah so uh it feels weird saying it but i go by the name queer um with a dot before the k um i'm formerly known as charisma a hip-hop artist from melbourne um i'm primarily known for a lot of the a lot of my work in um in japan uh released a lot of, a lot of like jazzy mellow hip-hop over there um and yeah so i just recently underwent a name change and i've just put out a new project sweet what's the new project called uh the new project is called the only constant it's um it's an album kind of documenting and um chronicling my experiences through the last two or three years that's sick man i heard um ep about is it album or ep uh it's an album so I heard the album about a couple of days ago, and it kind of rem- reminisces of like early, probably 2010 hip hop, where it's very motivating and mm. down to soul beats and very, very calming and chill, yet mm. motivational. So I, I really, it really got back to when I was doing hip hop. That mm. was kind of the the vibe I was going for. Mm. And it's awesome to hear you going down that direction because you do that pretty well. You do that really well, actually. Thank you, and man. Props, props to the EP, man. I heard it, yeah, and man. then I heard the first, the introduction where it, <laughs> it, it's an extract. It's an extract from this podcast, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, like I'll, <laughs> I spoke to Natson and I was like, that, that's from the podcast, yeah? And he's like, yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's episode 30. <laughs> and he's like, yo, you remember the episode? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's like, pretty yeah. like, it's, nice. it's pretty incredible. You remember it by like episode like number. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, you guys have always been um, an inspiration to me. So, you know, it just felt only right to like sort of, you know, take a little bit of that inspiration from what you guys are doing now as a way of like paying homage to how you inspired me musically back in the day so i like that i like that a lot <laughs> definitely <laughs> Thanks, man. man like um but um i want to go to the the name change mm. um what what inspired you to change up your name um a few things so i, I was working under the name charisma for a long time as well um and well the most simplest reason is because I, one i did feel like i needed to change but um, two, um, I, I feel like a lot of my music made under the charisma name, um, I, had, I found myself standing next to Japanese culture a lot. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I've got, um, you know, like I think I attribute most of what I've accomplished in music to all the work I've done in Japan and the people who have listened to my music in Japan. But um, I just felt like, you know, as I've gotten older, um, I kind of just like ask myself like you know what am I doing for my own culture you know like um, yeah. whenever I would hear um, whenever I would hear like certain type of types of music I would think like oh you know wouldn't it be cool if um, I could listen to Filipino music that way as well or like music made by a Filipino that same way too so um, yeah I found that like changing changing the name to Kuya was kind of like my own way of standing next to or standing closer to my um my own filipino heritage you want to like represent your culture basically yeah yeah that's it just like yeah. to represent it a bit more um and also just because like as an older brother as an older cousin um like being a queer has always been a part of who i am so yeah so that's why i cha- uh, change the name to queer and also like um with I just felt like making this album, I didn't feel like the same person anymore. Because I, like, I, it had been a while, like almost two years since I released like my album in Japan. And I just feel like a completely different person. So <clears throat> I guess you could say um, that's the reason for the dot that comes before the K. Because the, the dot or the period, um, it represents the end of something and the beginning of something new. So that's why that dot is there before the <laughs> I like that so much, man. That's so cool. <laughs> man, I didn't know. I thought it was just there to um, make it easier for people to find you. So, <laughs> but Oh, there's, there's actually that too. That's like, the, you know, that was a bonus point to it. So. He, yeah, he'll, cool. he'll, he'll be the first in the list. Definitely. I really like that, man. And I, 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 I like how you put a lot of thought into this album into the name change and like that theme permeates throughout the entire project um Thank you, man. the name the name of the ep and do you, you want to tell us the name of the ep oh uh, yeah it's called the um the only constant and uh do you want to talk about that because i know that you and i um had mm. a conversation about this before but i think yep i really really like how you incorporated the theme of that with the name and and, and also the name change yeah well um Basically, the, um, there was a philosopher um, in, damn, I can't remember. The, the name is, I think he's from ancient Greece, I think. Nats Blazer? Um, 
Yeah, Nas Blazer, Nathan Blazer, Nathan, Nathaniel Blazerkin. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. So there was a philosopher. I'm looking it up now. I can never pronounce his name, but um, Heraclitus, Heraclitus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah um, he he said that change is the only constant, and so um, I I, fi- I found it in my last in my last two three years of living that like you know I've really sort of gotten to experience what it's like to you know kind of grow into your 20s and sort of trying to mature a bit as as an adult so um yeah there's a there's a whole theme of change going throughout the album so it goes from being someone who's a little bit more naive to having a bit more of a grounded perspective and yeah what it's like to be an adult so yeah that's pretty much the the concept of the album yeah and i noticed that um there's a lot of love songs in the album like are you, are you getting married soon or something or uh, oh damn damn he dropped that question damn man <laughs> oh it's not that many it's like what there's fair. like two like oh there's one there's really one like there's one and i think another one sounds kind of like a love song but it's not really but yeah it's got yeah. a love song vibe like the i think the middle portion to the end you kind of it goes mm. that direction whether you're talking about love for a significant other or a love for yeah. just life and yeah it's cra- it's crazy how um how you've kind of it, it's part of being mature is experiencing love in a different sense mm. that you felt than what you felt 10 years ago and it for really sure. shows yeah. in the ep how you've grown because I, it, to people who heard you as charisma and now they hear you as kuya they'll see and mm-hmm. hear a pretty much a big change instantly from the start of the mm. ep and then um till the end of it you just realize that this is a completely different artist so it really shows that changing your name was pretty much a great decision on your end mm, thank you thank you yeah. no, i'm glad and it, it actually like it makes me so, so happy to hear that like i was i was getting worried like before i put the album out i'm like oh does this sound like too similar to to the music i was putting out before but yeah no that's that's um a lot of people have been saying that to me and that really means a lot yeah how's everyone's reaction to the name change um it's it's pretty good like i at first it was a bit weird because like you know my girlfriend's filipino and she has an older brother as well so she was just like it's a bit weird like <laughs> you change yeah, your name I, I don't to queer. think your girlfriend wouldn't want to call you queer that's yeah i know but it's just like yeah <laughs> so that's why it's a bit strange like <laughs> and um yeah just i think it, it was more so like just people getting like you know used to having been so used to calling me charisma like even like my family calls me that like my cousins and stuff like they'll call me charisma which really which is a bit weird yeah, yeah like whenever they see me like at like family parties and stuff but um <laughs> would you ever consider like having people call you queer charisma or um, <laughs> the charismatic <laughs> queer yeah or that. hey <laughs> that one's a good one i like that <laughs> yeah actually um in japan i think because um my album this album's coming out in japan as well so like you do have um, a you're assigned to a label in japan kind of like i've like it's mostly distribution or i guess you could say like a distribution deal yeah yeah. and like i I do a lot of work for um a label with their artists as well so they usually feature me on on a few of their albums no what label is that 
Uh, it's called Goon Tracks. Okay, cool. Goon Tracks. Yeah, Goon Tracks. Yeah, yeah man. Um, so, yeah, so... So yeah, you have a you have a big under, following. You have you, you you have a bit of a following in Japan. I think I do. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like I do. Like, <laughs> but apparently, I don't know. Like, it's it's funny because like, whenever I've like friends or like family that go over to Japan, and you know, sometimes they'll go to Tower Records and ask for my album. Like, there are a few times where they'll tell them like, oh, it's sold out. Like, can't. Nice. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, so well, yeah, yeah. I've only cool, got a few fans in in Japan. You know, well, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's cool. Like, I don't like I don't get paid much or whatever, but like, it's just you know, every now and then the royalty check comes in, and it's like, oh, I can afford a pretty good lunch today. So. <laughs> <laughs> Would you spend it on Japanese food? I have before. Like, <laughs> bring it back full circle, man. Just bring it back. Yeah, full that's circle. it. That's it. Yeah. Tell us mm. about the um. The album cover, man. Like you, is that a picture of you? Yeah, that's me. And where was that taken? Was that taken in Japan? <laughs> no, <I have. laughs> um, it was actually taken. I don't know. I forgot the name of the place, but um, it was t- it was taken uh, at Lake Hume, mm. which is like at a point of Lake Hume where it's on the border between. ACT in Victoria. So it was taken years right. ago, like even back before my brother was born, like when we right. went on a family trip with just me and my parents. And yeah, they took that photo. So, um, so why, why that photo for the album cover? Was it, is it some, some, some significance for, for the album? Um, I, I just really, I don't know. There was just something about it that I really gravitated towards. Like yeah. I was at home, um, and going through uh, photo albums, and that particular photo came up, and I was like, "Yo, this would be a pretty cool album cover." And I think it's just like the nostalgia factor to it, and having changed the name to Queer. Mm. So maybe it's if I'm if I'm gonna just you know try and make up something on the fly, maybe it's kind of like the juxtaposition between you know being that young kid and like you know hearing music from someone who's a bit more mature, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah yeah nice so, nice yeah but the album cover was um designed by my girlfriend because she's a um she's a graphic designer yeah so um yeah so <clears throat> she designed like the logo as well like i really i've really wanted a logo like even back when i was like working under the charisma name so i think uh-huh. even you know um name wise like queer just looks better as a logo you can do more with it as a logo i yeah. feel like anyway so it looked and, and I, yeah, the album cover is like a really, really clean aesthetic. It looks mm. really nice, man. And you're right; it has that nostalgia factor of it. Mm. Um, and it, and again, I think that ties in with the the theme of the of the of your of your project. Yeah. Plus, yeah. it's the beginning of sure. like a new persona, so it's kind of like you're a baby again, anyway. So, it's that's it, y'all. It just oh. keeps going. Oh. That's it. <laughs> it's a, what do you call it? What do they call it? Um, reincarnation. Of that's um, it. you as an Yo. artist. Okay, I'm going to tell people that now whenever they ask me, what's the meaning behind the album cover? <laughs> well, according to my mate Raf, I'm going to um, be looking for my royalty check no, no, in my just, mail. Just, just, take, just take the idea and then just, just you know, send a, a you know, percentage to, to Raf every time you say it. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> album art royalties. <laughs> but really, like, um, nice, the 
name change and the rebrand is going so well like it reminds me of it it, it gave me a thought of like all these hip-hop artists that changed their mm. name and some worked and some didn't work i was the first thing that comes to mind is um two chains where he was titty mm. boy first and then he became two chains <laughs> and that's when he well, just really he was completely changed that? Yeah, I didn't realize that was his name. And then I <laughs> yeah. thought of like Puff Daddy turned to Diddy. So <laughs> Oh yeah. It's But I think I think Puff Daddy changed his name for legal reasons. Yeah. Well I mean is there, Prince it, Prince changed his name for legal reasons. He just became well. a symbol. While Charisma just became a dot. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that being just a dot. It became a punctuation mark. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but um yeah and there was a, also snoop lion yeah especially snoop it's <laughs> a so, snoop. There's a lot I think of that, that that actually still um applies though i think he only uses snoop lion when he's doing like the more reggae type of music and then when he goes back to doing hip-hop he does it under snoop dog yeah i think i could be wrong but that makes yeah. that makes a lot of sense that would make a lot of sense mm. but i mean I, did, did people just call him snoop now i mean what's the <laughs> i think so well there's coach snoop so like <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah yeah there you go. that's a cool show by the way you guys should check that out <laughs> <laughs> so is there any standout <laughs> tracks on the album that you wanted to um talk about in terms of what it means to you mm. and where you were in that certain moment when you wrote it yeah um mm, tracks to talk about i think um Clarity is the first one. Yeah. Um, the one that comes right after the intro. I wrote that like two, three years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, I felt like that was a, that was a, um, a, an appropriate way to start the album because I, I still feel like through the years, like even while I had stopped making music, I just felt like it just, it just, it's, it kept like, it still applied. Mm. And I feel like it's something that you could still listen to every now and then whenever you like, you needed that kind of reminder of like, you know, that, you know, you, you can, you can do what you need to do. Like, <laughs> um, uh, maybe to put it simply, which is track seven. Um, I wrote that from the perspective of, um, this is the one that kind of sounds like a love song as well, but it's not really. Um, basically it was kind of like from the perspective of, um, someone else, missing you and wishing that you could be where they are mm. like all the time because you know like as you grow up your schedules get busy it gets harder to catch up with like friends family and it's yeah it's just it's you can't you can't be everywhere at once like at, at some at some point you need to sort of put yourself first and say like look as much as i could like you know spend time with you or whatever like i've got things that i really want to do there's things that i need to achieve as well and that song is kind of like a back and forth conversation whether it be um from someone well in in my personal experience it it had to do with me moving out of home so um i my um my parents actually live about an hour from where i live so it's quite like a trek to go back and forth Mm. but (laughs) Yeah, it, it can be it can be hard sometimes, like, you know, when, when my brother's telling me, like, oh, you need to go home or you need to, like... And I'm like, when I do that almost every week, but, you know, it, it's, it's still, like, 
it gets hard when you when your schedule starts to ramp up and yeah, yeah so yeah that's pretty that's pretty much what that song's about um but yeah i think the main one for me was the last track because um yeah your i mean favorite, i'm not right your favorite track that, that's my favorite one so it's called tiktok um and it's an abbreviation t-i-c-t-o-c um the song deals a lot with um with time and you know how how we we are affected by it Mm. um but also it's an abbreviation for this is change the only constant so man (laughs) thank you yeah so um man yeah so i don't know like that that song was like really i I just felt like that was the right way to close off the album because it's kind of talking about like oh it's kind of like a summary of of how like where i am now how i got to be there and what i want to do for the future i guess so man that's dope i i i i I like it so much i I think you are you know a, a, a true artist because you put so much thought and so much meaning into your songs, into your projects, man. I, I, congratulations on the release of this project. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Damn, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Who, who produced the album? Like, who made the beats? Uh, the guy that made the beats um, was a, an old label mate. So I used to be signed to this label in America called Roots of Society Records. And um, yeah, he's a beat maker. His name is Joseph Jacobs. Shout to him. Um, JJ, yeah, shout outs to him. His beats are amazing. Like he, he, oh, probably one of the most talented musicians I know. Like, and I was just, I'm so, like, I'm just so grateful that he was actually able to let me. Like, he actually gave me permission to use his beats as well because all of the beats that are on this album, like, they're all from his own previous releases already. So he's already actually released these as instrumental tracks on like Spotify and all that. And that was part of like, that was part of the trouble of trying to get this album through distribution because, um, you they know, already out. exactly. Already and, and, yeah. and, that, and then they would like, you know, they would tick off the algorithm and be like, oh, this track sounds too similar to this. You or know, it like, is this, it is this track. <laughs> yeah, this is this track. And it's like, yeah, nah. Like, so I had to get him to actually get in contact with the distributor. And yeah, he even did that too. So. Man, nice. Just mad blessed, mad, mad, nice. mad grateful to him. Yeah, man, the, he he put the album. perfect soundtrack to your movie. You know, like he had a story mm. to tell, and hey. you needed some, you know, soundtrack to pull it all together. And you, you know, all the work that you did to get it out to be distributed to everyone is all worth it in mm. the end because it it is what it, it is. is. It, it's the artwork that you wanted to portray, and you did yeah. beautifully with it, man. So congrats on the EP. Mm. Or your, I mean, your album, you, and man. hopefully we can hear more of your stuff from now on. That's cool, yeah. I'm yeah, excited to sure, see sure. where you go. You know? <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I don't yeah, have any I'm brothers, big... and you know, I need a big brother in my life, and I'll just listen to your music <laughs> and make sure that uh, I'll listen to every Dot single queer. word and get your advice out of it. <laughs> Dot queer, queer for hire. <laughs> queer for hire. Queer the next for hire, um, yeah, album should be up. Queer is watching. Like Big Brothers watching, <laughs> make it a conspiracy you, um, theory album. Yeah, no, I, like I couldn't, like I actually, I couldn't be happier with how it turned out. I was getting like real stressed in the end, like thinking, oh shit, you know, it yeah. sounds too similar. 
um, you know, like all this all this distribution stuff is getting a bit crazy. But I think at this point, um, not like regardless of whether or not people, you know, regardless of whether or not it gets like thousands of plays or like whatever, like I'm just I'm happy it's out. Like it's it's just yeah. something that I know that I'm, I can truly be proud of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely, man. You should be proud of this this project. I think I think you've done really really well. Thank are, you, are you gonna are you gonna um do any touring are you gonna do any shows um to promote the album or are you uh, just gonna keep it as a, as a release yeah music videos i've got um so funnily enough like while i was doing this like i i i wanted to see what what like we could do with sort of not underpowered tech like just bits of everyday technology that we have so like because before, back when, you know, we we're all on our YouTube grind, I was always so like, oh, you know, we got to have like a sick camera and like, you know, got to have like a powerful computer so that we can do all the editing and stuff. So mm. like with this time, I really just wanted to see what I could do with um, with what we have. So um, I actually <laughs> I actually um, did a, a kind of just a simple video for um, one of the songs, Heavy Wings. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah it's, it's i'm gonna put it up on igtv because you know how igtv is like optimized for like portrait footage yeah portrait orientation yeah so yeah yeah so the video like was pretty much like shot on my phone like edited on my phone and yeah so and it, it came out pretty well too so I'll, I'll be putting that out on on igtv yeah igtv around nice. maybe started this week and in terms of shows um no, not really. Like none around here. But I do. My label was telling me that um, they're going to organize a show for me when I go to Japan in January. So I'll be performing Ooh. in Japan. Yeah, that's dope, man. And that's just cool, let, let's let's talk um, afterwards in terms of music videos. If you need anything, I'm right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, just fly me out. Just feed Yo, me. I would love me, that, man. Give me, I, would, uh, I would love a place to, like... to stay, and I'll film you something. Man. So it's all good, man. <laughs> I need a rap video. Like I've always wanted a rap video, so yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, man. And this is a good time too. <laughs> I have nothing else on. For sure. All right. <laughs> I just got You're this podcast. All right. All right, man. Yo, let's think. Let's, let's talk. Let's try and pencil it in. Cause <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I make a cameo? Cameo in the video? Can I just like yeah. hang out in the background? Yeah, sure. Yeah, without a shirt. <laughs> if you if you get him without a shirt, we'll get the views. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get the views. It'll definitely go viral. It's shredded, more shredded than Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yo. So where can they find your um your album? Um, so my album is the only constant, and it can be found on Apple Music, Spotify, um, Pandora, Tidal, uh, Google Play, iTunes, just Everywhere. all the major outlets. And yeah. I, I like I wanted the album to be as accessible as possible as well, so. Um, you can stream it on SoundCloud uh, and download it for free on Bandcamp. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for um, nice. Thank you, you know spending time with us on this episode. But um, stay I where like you that. are um, because we have. And um, Don, do you have any reviews that you want to put out? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay, I do. so this segment is. What's the segment called again? I completely blanked out. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Sweet. So this segment's called I Like That because Don likes a lot of shit. So he's going to review <laughs> something for you because we are the cheat coders. So what do you have um, in store for us? I like that. So um, I like to cook. 
right? I like to, it's, it's one of the things that uh, I really enjoy doing. I'm, I don't consider myself an amazing cook. I like to experiment with flavors and do all these things and I'm still learning everywhere, every like country that I visit, I try to do like a cooking class or, or, or something like that. Anyway, to premise that, there is a cooking show on YouTube called Binging with Babish. Yo, I've heard yeah. of that, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it, it's a cooking show. Um, let me just bring it up here in front of me. And this is, it's this guy from New York. Um, his name is Andrew Ray. He basically recreates uh, recipes from television shows, from uh, video games, from uh, movies. And then he, he like you know he'll he'll showcase that on his YouTube channel. Say for instance like um, like an easy recipe like an Adventure Time where Jake is cooking bacon pancakes. That's mm. making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. <laughs> that yeah. So he makes bacon pancakes, but instead of using like pancake batter and and bacon, he'll like make the the pancakes from scratch. And you know he'll try something like. Um, another example would be uh, South Park, and I, this is probably like a way dated uh, reference, but South Park, the movie, I think, had a chef talking about a recipe for chocolate salty balls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like, suck all my chocolate salty balls. And he, like, it's a song that he sings in the movie. And it's it's like, yeah. He tries to create it based on the recipe that the chef makes, mm. and it's horrible. So he recreates it to try to make it more edible. Yeah, um, that's and it's really cool. If you, uh, I, I think what sets this show apart is that the fact that he, you know, he he takes it in a way that, like, you watch TV shows, you 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 watch movies, and you you don't necessarily think about the food that they're eating, you know. Mm. So I think that's that's a really really cool thing that um, lumping in stuff that is from pop culture as well as cooking. Um, yeah. And I think it's great for people that like food, but it's even greater for people that like making food or exploring new things. Mm. Um, he, he adds a little bit of comedy into it, um, which is really cool. His voice, he has these like real dulcet tones when he speaks. <laughs> he has, it's just him cooking, but it's a voice over him talking. Um, I think it's I think it's a really entertaining show. It'll it'll be uh, it'll be entertaining for people that like movies, like TV shows. But you know, I I, I think it's it's really cool for people that enjoy food. Mm. And another thing as well, like if if you're like me and you actually like really suck in the kitchen, he's got <laughs> he's he's got like he's got basics with Babish like videos as well. Yeah, which is, which is really dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, have you seen have you seen the show uh, no i'm not i'm not seen the show i haven't really dwelled into the the cooking side of youtube yet and i pretty yeah. much need to because today i just cooked um sausages on a pan which is kind of my specialty <laughs> 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 me and the pan have a very special <laughs> relationship in terms of cooking because that's all i do i just fry stuff on the pan grill it on a pan Man, that's <laughs> that's a start that's something yeah so i try to mix it up with like different um herbs and spices and stuff but that i've never gone as far as um that so that's pretty much my level of expertise in terms of cooking (laughs) (laughs) 
But um, let's. But you're Filip- you're Filipino, so you could like. I put garlic rice. on everything, so it's all good. <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> yeah man yeah yeah all right let's move on to the cheat coders stash so this is the part of the show where we're gonna give you our jams of the week in terms of yeah. what we've been bumping in our car everywhere so let's start off with don what's your jam i mean your cheat coders stash pick uh my stash pick for the week is a song called complicated by Muramasa and Neo. Sweet. Yeah. So I think, like, it's got that real, um, like, tropical Caribbean, Caribbean feel. Um, I mean, Muramasa is an amazing uh, producer, and um, Neo just a beast of a, of a singer. And she has this amazing voice. She and the way like her, her melodies in the song like, I'm, right now I'm just dancing to this to this song while I'm listening to it <laughs> <laughs> it's so good I love the Caribbean feel to it, it it's it's yeah. summer here not summer it's really spring but it gets it gets me into the summer yeah mm. and like this the simple melodies in this and it's just like it hits so like so well like listen to this part I love this the runs that she makes man she sings the same thing, but then it's higher. Oh, if you guys aren't dancing, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <popping. laughs> I'm ready for the weekend. <laughs> oh my goodness. Crazy. Oh man. Alright, sweet. So that was Complicated by Mura Masa, Masa and Neo. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. Our guest also has to give a pick for the cheat code stash. So, Chris, what's your um, pick for this this week? My pick for this week is Joy by Levin Coley. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought you should have picked one of your one of your tracks, bro. This has got a quite this song. Yeah, this guy is incredible. I was 18, make a beast. So tell us, tell us why you like this one. Yeah, so this guy, like, he makes his own beats, he sings, he, like, I just, I feel like he's gonna be the next one. Like, oh, yeah. Like and Anderson, Anderson Park is doing really well right now. I reckon yeah. Levin Coley will be next for sure. He's got um he's already been endorsed by like Quincy Jones. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. He's he's got another song out at the moment as well with um with Sid from the internet. Yeah. <laughs> that that song's really good too. Yeah. He's doing crazy good things. It's just awesome. I like his um songs called very, like, one of his songs vibe. called Smile. I like that track. Smile is really yeah. good too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's... I really like this segment, bro. This is a fun <laughs> segment, man, because like finding new music. Oh yeah, this uh, we love. I like sharing music, especially like um, mm. music that people wouldn't have heard or anything. Um, I just like yeah. sharing music as a person, so it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. it's a good feeling to put someone on new music. Yeah. Like, yeah. So um, Chris mentioned Sid. Um, she's um my pick for this week. 
Nice. Hey. This song is from her solo album called Finn, and it's No. Mm. So it's got a very 90s vibe to it. Yeah, reminiscent of um, uh, Alia. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah it, you do get Alia vibes. Yeah, you get from the Alia, Alia vibes, like early, early thousand 90s or something. It's crazy. I've been bumping yeah, this like all year. <laughs> and especially um, a lot of the her band's music, I've, I've been bumping all year as well. So Peep their album out as well. Peep out this solo album. I just like yeah, the production on this sounds uh, like very similar to what Leah and yeah. um, Timberland was doing. Yeah. And I think it's because there's there's it's, there's lots of vocal hits into it like the Well anything that reminds me of the nineties or early two thousands always gets my vote. I miss that right. Yeah, I miss you too. Yeah. <laughs> and that was Sid yeah. No. And you can find all this, all these picks on our Cheat Coders stash playlist that you can find on Spotify. Just type in the Cheat yeah. Coders and you'll find our playlist. Okay, so that's the end of the show of this episode. I want to thank Chris, aka Charisma, aka Kuya, for Dot Kuya. <laughs> for joining <laughs> yeah. us this episode and replacing Nats. We, you can probably just join us every episode now. We don't need Nats anymore. <laughs> this is birthday <laughs> present, so. <laughs> Your birthday present is no, you're no longer part of the G-Coders. So, <laughs> thanks for um, joining Happy us. Happy birthday. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to Nats, by the way. That's, yeah, man. I that's think he's in, How old is he I now? I forgot where he's at. He's like all over the place. I think he's in Athens. Or well, that was last week. I have no idea. Yeah, I think he's in Athens at the moment. Yeah, yeah man. He's um, doing his thing. Um, but Greece. yeah, like, uh, thank you guys for this episode. It's, I think this, one, this one's uh, one of the good ones. So... Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. You say that to all the guests. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> we don't have much guests. It's all right, man. <laughs> no, thank you for having me, man. It was, it's been fun. It's been really fun. Good, all good. No worries. Well, that has been another episode of The Cheat Coders. <laughs> <laughs>